This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 13th of July. In your Squiz Today, a glimpse of deep space climate change on PIF's agenda, foot and mouth disease is a biosecurity threat, and the price of chucking a t-shirt on over your cosy. This is your Squiz Today. We're not even starting on Earth today, Claire. We're starting in outer space, and that's because we're diving into the images released from the James Webb Telescope. You might have seen them on your socials or on the TV, but we're going to unpack the significance of them this morning. Essentially, the images released by NASA are the deepest look at the universe ever captured. Firstly, though, tell us about the James Webb Telescope because it's an engineering marvel. Yeah, I don't know about you, Larissa, but certainly I saw a lot of the coverage and it's easy to walk past, but it really is quite a momentous moment in time. The telescope is named after the guy who ran NASA in the 1960s when it was just a new thing and President Kennedy wanted to put a man on the moon. Uh, So they've named the James Webb Space Telescope uh, after him. It's cost. America $10 billion to get it off the ground. It blasted off in December from South America and it's gone 1.6 million kilometres from Earth. It reached that point in January and since then it's just been getting its mirrors aligned, it's been getting its instruments calibrated, uh, also getting cold enough so that it can do its infrared work. Uh, It has two goals. The first is to take pictures of the very first stars to show shine in the universe. That was about 13.8 billion years ago after the Big Bang. Also, the scientists want to see if there are planets far, far away that might be habitable. So some pretty big goals. It's a pretty big deal. When it comes to the images released, if you haven't seen them, it nearly looks like sparkles or stars on a dark background, but it is so, so much more. Take us through it. (laughs) So yeah, that light from 13.8 8 billion years ago, they're going to have to do some work to try and pinpoint about how far back they think that they've gone. Also, a giant gaseous planet uh, from way outside our solar system. Uh, Also, some galaxies very tightly clustered together, as well as these clouds of gas where stars are born and where they die. If you're like me and wondering how on earth you can capture light from 13 billion years ago, essentially the Webb Telescope is a time machine as well. It can go back in time and capture those images by looking for galaxies that are so far away that the light has taken billions of years uh, to get from those galaxies to the telescope. If you want a bit of comparison or perspective here, it takes light from the sun about eight minutes to reach us here on Earth. And what we're talking about here is light that is so far away, it's taken more than 13 billion years to get close to us. It's all pretty mind-bending or hard to fathom, as US President Joe Biden said yesterday. Jump into the Squiz Today newsletter if you want to have a look and have a click around and a bit of a read because it's pretty fascinating stuff. 
Back to Earth and over to the latest from PIF, the Pacific Islands Forum. As expected, climate change is a top issue on the agenda. And while there's positivity to the new Albanese government's approach to climate action, there are still some major sticking points, Claire. Yeah, and that is that they really want Australia to do more when it comes to lowering emissions reductions targets. That's something, as you say, they welcome what the Labor government has done compared to the Morrison government's targets, but they want more. Uh, Also, they want Australia to rule out new coal and gas projects. That's something that the Albanese government hasn't done and says that it won't do. But it's also an issue that they have to tackle here at home when it comes to wrangling the Greens, their submission there as well. Albanese wants the Greens to get on board Labor's emissions reductions targets, saying the government has a mandate from the people for their position. COVID outbreaks and cruise ships feels very 2020, but the Coral Princess is currently docked off the south coast of New South Wales while it deals with the sector's first outbreak since cruising resumed. 118 people on board have tested positive, Claire. Yeah, we're not quite going 13 billion years back in time, but it does seem like a bit of a regression. What they say is that those who are infected are mostly staff. Staff will be unable to disembark that ship from where they are now docked in Eden on New South Wales' south coast, but passengers will be able to leave if they return a negative rat test. There's a bit of news around on COVID as cases continue to rise. Health authorities are urging people to mask up in indoor venues and both Both the New South Wales and Victorian governments have reduced the definition of a reinfection period from 12 weeks to four because of these Omicron variants. Australia's farmers are on high alert with the discovery of foot and mouth disease in Indonesia. It's a highly contagious livestock disease that can infect cattle, sheep, goats and pigs. It's very transmissible, Claire, and could cost our livestock industry $80 billion if it arrives on Aussie shores. Yeah, and that's because infected animals have to be destroyed. Uh, It's the only way that they know to be able to stop that spread. Uh, Australia hasn't had a foot and mouth disease outbreak since the 80s. And it's the first one in Indonesia for almost 40 years as well. Uh, What the authorities say is that they've taken the steps to up those biosecurity measures to try and stop it from coming from Indonesia to Australia. Uh, But the issue is that it's very sticky. Uh, It sticks on things like feed and soil, but could also potentially stick to tourist clothes as well. Yeah, so while humans can't be infected with it, they can carry it. So if you are travelling home from Bali, make sure to check your shoes, leave them if that's best, and double-check what you should do when you arrive back home. Over to the UK now. Sir Mo Farah is one of the most successful track athletes in the world. He's a four-time Olympic gold medalist. In a new documentary on his life, he's revealed that he was actually illegally trafficked into the UK as a very young child. If you're lucky enough to be as old as I am, you remember Mo Farah running in the Olympics. He's just an incredible athlete. Uh, His specialty distances were the 5,000 and 10,000 metres. He's just a true champion. So it's quite a shock to hear his whole backstory. Uh, In a new documentary for the BBC, he has talked about being trafficked uh, from his home in Somalia. Uh, It was a woman who brought him to Britain when he was a nine-year-old and gave him a new name of 
Muhammad, so that's where Mo comes from. Uh, he worked as a domestic servant until he reached 12 years old when he was allowed to go to school. And it was there that he was able to really talk to the teachers about his situation. And he was eventually placed with another family from Somalia. Uh, they were also able to encourage his athletic prowess. They said that he seemed to be the happiest when he was running. It's a pretty incredible story. He said he was inspired to tell the truth for his kids and his own desire to feel normal. A message now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer. Talking about European vacations seems to be a bit of a theme this week. Maybe I'm trying to manifest, Claire. (laughs) But if you're heading to the Italian town of Sorrento, there's a bit of a dress code now. Can't walk around town in your togs uh, and certainly (laughs) not without a shirt on. So if you do that, the mayor of Sorrento says that you'll be fined somewhere between 25 and 500 euros. Uh, I'm assuming that depends maybe on the quality of your rug if you're a bloke. (laughs) I'm not quite sure what the qualification would be if you're a woman, uh, but certainly beware if you're heading to that part of that beautiful coast of Italy. Maybe how teeny tiny your bikini is. Uh, but that is that is your official travel warning from the Squiz to maybe chuck a T-shirt on over your cosy. We're always here to help. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. What are you taking note of today? Just to date myself again, I well and truly remember uh, <laughs> when Kylie Minogue released her debut single, Locomotion. That was back in 1987. It's the 35th anniversary today. She's another one that's still going strong. Gosh, she doesn't look like she has a song that's 35 years old. Other end of the spectrum for me to pop music, it's the State of Origin tonight. Now, the Sport Today team have done an Origin special episode of their Don't Forget Your Tips podcast. So if you want the stats, facts and omens about tonight's game, search for Don't Forget Your Tips in your podcasting app and you'll be fully across it. That's all from us today. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow. Go the Blues.